What's up, everybody? Today we're talking about Quincy Jones spilling all the tea and a lot more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Let's go. Dress ready to impress. Fresh up in my Louis suit. Step up in the club. Bitches line up ready to Right, we got this on the whole song. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. I'm your host, Daryl Kristen. We are back. The threesome is back. We got Courtney Stewart. Hello, in yellow. Killing in the yellow. Had to bring some. Bring a lot of color and sunlight today. Trying to be vibrant and whatnot. Yeah, y'all are real spring. We are spring. You know it is like eighty degrees in LA. So I was like, I was trying to, you know, live that life because I thought it was gonna be cold next week. I almost came gym clothes. Well, we also have DJ Jesse J who's back. We ain't seen him in like two months, and he's back. The fans been asking. I've been busy. He's been busy. He's been doing big things. Make sure you guys watch Foxes the Four. Tonight season finale. That's right. That's where he's been. That's, That's where he's been. Just time. so people know. Working. I wasn't just out. He ran away Work. from us. He ran away. Long production hours. Yeah, long production hours. <laughs> I was like, production fuck? hours ain't no joke. Let me just come back to the show. Well, we're glad to have <laughs> you back. But we're also glad about our guest today, yes. Mr. Producer, host, extraordinaire, Pierre Johnson's in the hey, house. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thank you for joining, my man. Thank you for Welcome. having me. Appreciate and being patient you. with us today. I know. As you know. Y'all we get it together. for an hour waiting to get started. Black yeah, these folks. people are nuts. CP yeah. time. <laughs> Terrible drug. That's right. Well, we got a lot of hot topics today to discuss. And Pierre, you're going to chime in with us. And then we're going Absolutely. to talk about what you're doing and let everybody know where they can catch you all Thank the time. You. So yeah. let's get right into it. Boom. All right. So we came in with that. That's Buster Rhymes, Missy Elliott, and Kelly Rowland's latest single. It's called Get It. You guys can check that out. And I wanted to do that because I'm sure y'all was watching... The Justin Timberlake Bowl this weekend. Uh, you know, it was like the Patriots. They were playing um, the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Something was happening Bowl. with sports or whatever, but I don't know. I was just watching the halftime show. But um, th- some commercials that were really funny. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw the Alexa yeah. one. I was living for the Alexa That was dope. Yeah. Yeah. And if Cardi B's voice really joins Alexa, I will be very excited. Yeah, I want her to be my ways, too. Yeah. You know I mean, how they always do the ways voice. Um, and then also Buster Rhymes, Missy Elliott yeah. had their Doritos Mountain Dew commercial. Yeah. And my man from Game of Thrones. Yeah, so funny. Yeah. Peter and Morgan. That was my favorite one, I yeah. think. Actually. That was my favorite. Yeah, that was mine, too. Yeah. It was it was rated the number one commercial. Um, and, well, so the halftime show, you know, it's gotten some mixed reviews. People thought, you know... Janet Jackson was going to show Hashtag up. Hashtag Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. Hashtag why would she? Uh, they thought Britney Spears was going to show up. Hashtag why would she? Yep. Like in sync. In sync was why would he let them? Like, this is Justin Timberlake's. <laughs> this is I actually thought moment. that made the most sense. Though, yeah, the in sync thing made the most sense. But I mean, it's like also it's like kind of like one of those things where it's like ah, I can't take you guys everywhere. Like this is my thing. But he doesn't take them everywhere. Yeah. No, exactly. And, and that's why the Super Bowl halftime show was mediocre. Mm. You know I what? mean, first of all, it was just like Duck Dynasty who? Like, what was It's because going? he has a new line or something with Levi's. Because um, yeah. that weird trucker jacket outfit situation he had going on, like, the next day, I saw some ad for some, like, special collection he's doing. I think it was with, like, Levi's. It was some denim company. And I was just like, oh, that's why you wore that tragic outfit and that scarf. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, didn't, I liked it. I thought it was very just... He's just older. Most and it's just kind of like... It was like a dad. Like, <laughs> 
getting well, because it wasn't fresh. Like there was nothing exciting. It's like yeah, the hit. He got some songs. Like no lie, I tweeted like yeah. I when I hear the hits, I'm like oh yeah, he does have something that some I jams. like still love. Yeah. But it was like not exciting. It was just because he always does the same moves. He does that one where he crossed the legs over with the shoulders. And, and it's like, all right. I like the mirror thing when he did the mirror song with all the mirrors. I don't it was even cute. remember that. I like um, the mirror. I just did, when he came out the club and then I like that on stage. I like that part, but then I just also felt like maybe his. I don't know. It's like his his performance just didn't cater to Super Bowl. I felt no. like I was. It should have been more of like an intimate kind of or an MTV in, performance, MTV like, performance just, or something like that. And then I'm not gonna lie, go Prince. Were you, you mad about of, the Prince thing? You know, there's a lot of debate about that because I want to hear what you guys say about this too, Pierre. Um, because a lot of people are saying that Prince would have been upset about the hologram and all of that stuff. But it wasn't because, a hologram; it was just the video. Well, the video thingy. But they said Prince would have been upset with that because of his religion, um, you know, Jehovah Witness. Uh, but then some people from his camp are like, you know, it 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 would have been okay. He would have enjoyed it, and it was cool. I mean, I you, listen. You can't be in Minneapolis without doing something to acknowledge Prince, you know. And also, he had asked the Revolution earlier that week, Prince's backing band, to perform. So he did a, uh, like, a pre-show with the Revolution, apparently. Um, you know, I give him credit for that, but, you know, there, there's also reports that Justin had talked trash about Prince before yeah. and the news. So, mm, you know, I don't know. I'm still up in airs about that. And then also, I wanted a little bit more. I was expecting somebody to come out, like a... At least in sync. That's I knew the, Janet wasn't coming like out. Because that's like the nature but at least of Super Bowl performances yeah. now. Like yeah. we want more than just want more. a single solo artist. Yeah. What'd like, you think? Yeah. I think with with his performance, it was like my dad can do it still. It wasn't like your like a real thorough Justin. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying. It just seemed like something that, like I still can do this. And the Super Bowl was like my cousin put me on. Right, so it wasn't, right, right. it wasn't like no, like the energy wasn't high performance or anything. Like I, it was, it was cool, but it didn't make or break the the game, right? right. Like that. Yeah. I so. actually like had. I was like, you know, I'll just watch this on YouTube tomorrow. Click. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's getting he's getting not a lot of great reviews, uh, no. you know, in the press. They're kind of killing him a little bit. Right gotta now. say, shout out to Pink because for you being sick, girl, she, she did, did her that. thing. Yeah, she did. Now, she only had one little always. pitchy moment, but if she was, I gave it to her because she was yeah. sick. She yeah. sounded but she great. Always show up though. Yeah. Okay. She she Always show up. up. Yeah, she always. She would have been except at the Grammys. Um, but so why I'm bringing all this up is because Bruno Mars, who has done the Super Bowl he very well, yeah. um, came out to say that since next year the Super Bowl is going to be in Atlanta, he thinks that it should be an all-star lineup of rappers like Jermaine Dupri, Ludacris, Gucci Mane, and more, and Outkast. Um, some people are like. Uh, know about that i could see some of those people performing i Outcast don't know if sure. gucci Mane should be well, super Mane bowl be, yeah. friendly no, no, no man all i know is if they do this and have hip-hop from atlanta show up on that super bowl stage atlanta gonna be turned out no like, seriously it is going to be turned out like, the right way to scared. do it i think they'll be too, scared, too scared to scared. do it but happen. i was like because at first i was sort of like i think it's brilliant like in terms of atlanta and being you know all A-Town and whatnot. But then I was like, but who's, like, big enough to be, like, the main headliner and then, like, have all these other people? Because, like you said, like, Gucci Mane and Future and all of them, like, those are, like, people that just pop out on stage and, like, do, like, a couple lines or just be the hype man yeah. for, like, somebody big. But then CeeLo was talking and I was starting to remember Goody Mob stuff and I'm like, it would be really That's dope. So... if C And CeeLo did it with Madonna. Yeah. So, like, if he was sort of, like, the musical director and, like, pulled everything together and, like, legit had outcasts, like, yeah. pop... Even, but then I 
I thought is that would Outkast even be willing to do it? Like, but I, I think on that platform, I think Outkast would have no choice. I think they would together. Yeah. So you have an Outkast, then you bring the Goody Mob and them out. Yeah, like, you have Jermaine Dupri, Bow Wow, Luke Chris, welcome yeah, to like, Atlanta. Yeah, have everybody like walk through and do something. Yeah. But yeah, I Nelly, would, come on. Like, like, I'm still like, please. I mean, but if that's the case, I'd I'd like to see it even bring out some R and B, bring out one twelve, bring out Lil Monica, bring out the I mean, uh, like the Atlanta. Did sure. you just put Lil in front of Monica? <laughs> I said Lil Monica. Yeah, Lil, Lil Monica. Lil Monica. <laughs> Lil Monica. <laughs> but no, they could. Young, young Brandy and Lil Monica. <laughs> Lil Monica. They're gonna hit that set. The boy is mine. That's our hip hop persona. Yeah, but the right person, like structuring everything, would make that wonderful. I would go home for it, y'all. I would go home. My mom would be so happy. To switch it up, it'd be dope. I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, if it isn't going to be that, then really, y'all just need to just get Jennifer Lopez because this is ridiculous that she hasn't done it yet. Like, ridiculous. But did you see her Super Bowl performance? Atlanta going to be so mad if they pull J-Lo up in there. But that's another thing. They will be mad. But did you you see her J-Lo performance, her Prince um, thing that she did at the Super Bowl? Why? It was pre-Super Bowl? No, she did the pre-show or whatever. Oh, she killed it. Yeah, I heard it. No, she killed it in a good way. She did a tribute to Prince? Yes, and she did. Darling Nikki, When Doves Cry... Uh, like, like cream. she sang like these she songs, yes. Yeah. I mean, she she did both. <laughs> she kept, like she I'm telling you, she she, I, a dance it was performance a to Darling Nikki with no, J Lo. No, yes. and she did I'm it with another girl. Yes, I'm here for and it. She did a, another girl, and it, it was nasty. I was like, I gave it a ten. And it was nasty. It was, it was ten. It was, it was a ten. It was real nasty. It was a ten. <laughs> I, w- I was like, there was like Jenny from the block. I was like, I'm, I want to go to Jenny's block after that. Jenny from Minneapolis. That's what I'm saying. She killed it. You got to check it out on YouTube. Well, so all these musical artists, you know what I mean? Maybe you want to listen to some of their music with. Well, you better head on over to Best Buy before July 1st because Best Buy is saying Ixnay on the CDAs. So basically, digital streaming has become so huge, we knew that this day and time would eventually come, come. And Best Buy looks like they're going to be leading the pack with no longer selling albums. And it's kind of funny because I feel like they've been doing this for years. Like they've been like, slow, like their Slowly CD section is like, yeah. you yeah, walk in, you're like, like this big, right. I remember it used to be aisles and aisles. Right. And next yeah. I go in there, it's like, where's the CD? And you can't oh, find yeah. nothing that you really need. It's like, Under uh, the TVs. Right. Like, very okay. true. Yeah. They and sell, it's like all the greatest hits yeah, albums. Like, they yeah. sell more CDs in Starbucks these days than you can find in most retail stores. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, you know, do you guys even buy CDs anymore? No. I haven't bought a CD, a CD in, a in a long time. I can't yeah. remember the last time I bought a CD. And like the, when I go through my old because I have like the though. black case yeah. with yeah, all the, I still have mine. The books, like <laughs> and I like cards. the books. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like a little memory. It's yeah. like okay. the last CD I bought, honestly, was the Purple Rain anniversary that came out last year. And the only reason I bought it because I wanted the booklet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, otherwise I would have just bought it. You know, that's true. But like the, you don't even have nowhere to play them CDs anymore for real. Like everybody computers, they don't got rid of all the drives. Like who's like, at the can. gym with a wa- like a CD <laughs> walkman? <laughs> you can just play it in your car, I guess. But because they still make them some, cars. some do. Yeah, I had a twelve year old look at me, and she picked up my old disc man in a box, and she was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "It's a disc man. You don't know what that is. I'm really that old. It's weird. It's weird." <laughs> but our generations have been through it all because we yeah. started with tapes. There were still tapes yeah. around Listen, when we I was started a kid. with tapes. Yeah, yeah and then sure. CDs. I feel like CDs got. A short run, man. They came. And no, went they fast. got. They did. They got they did. the shortest run out of all of them. Uh, I don't know. I think eight tracks probably got the shortest. Well, run. well, that was way. That was, that was way, way, time. way. That, that was, was like we're gonna test too. something out, right? Um, yeah. Which is funny because I was watching Shark Tank and they're trying. There's this movement of trying to bring records back, and it's kind of like, well, that's because well, people are like. They like the sound of that vinyl too. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, there's nothing like that sound of vinyl. You would, you know, DJ yeah, and this is like I mean, the best, right? You sure do. But however. 
I ain't trying to ro- run around with crates. Right. Crates of right. records. That's I mean, true. that's true. Because yeah. I have my little few records. Right. But then I do get irritated when I'm like, I want to hear that again, and then I got to try to find the right spot to put it out. Like, I know. Yeah. And then you scratch the record sometimes. But I do or, like it. I, it, is, yeah. it is a thing. It yeah. is a thing. Yeah. So right. if, you, if you want that CD, that booklet, you better head on out real quick. <laughs> are they on sale? Are they like 50 cents? It like, what should are they be doing? at this point because they got to get <laughs> rid of it. How much is a CD? Because I would not pay $10 for CD. No, some CDs are like $15.99. Do, wait, do do kids still get posters? You remember how, how posters was popping? You know what I'm saying? Do, in the, do they still the CDs. get posters? Yeah, like in yeah. the CDs. And- so I didn't, uh, what's it called? Uh, like, And you get different things. Like Fergie, just when she released her album, she did the special CD for Target. So it's like the Target one, you get extra bonus songs. And you get like a yeah. fold-out poster, Taylor Swift released like literally magazine CDs. They were trying to, they're trying to get people back into them, but... Mm-mm. We out here downloading, yeah. copywriting, stealing, all that. Yeah. Wow. And with honestly, Pierre, with Pierre, like get rid of CDs. He like, nah, I don't, we don't it's need too no hard CDs. to store. Yeah, they are. for real. It's they they do color my car. Yes. <laughs> Take up space. <laughs> what yeah. was the first CD you've ever purchased? Do you remember? I remember the first album was the New Edition album. Okay. Uh, the first CD was the Brett. Oh. Right. Yeah, that was the first CD. Uh, it was a long <laughs> time ago though, but it was the Brett. So, but I remember you remember the days when you had to change the CD. You got to get out the car, go yeah, to the and trunk, put it in, yeah. in the trunk. That's Six right. Changer. Yeah, oh. yeah. That's right. They this, were in the trunk. That's yeah. right. They were in the trunk. So it's a lot of that. storage, yep. and you got the heat with the, the CDs yep. and the book, and they melting together. That's true. Like, oh. <laughs> so, that's true. Or you'd have to put the nail polish put the nail on the top polish of it. On it everything. What did the nail polish do? Like if you stop it from skipping. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. I had no idea. If it ever chipped or bubbled up. Yeah. You put some nail polish on it. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. The more you know. I wasn't right. cool enough. Yeah. My parents didn't really let me get I guess, Look, I guess it's too late now. I, I missed <laughs> too that. Too late. I missed I that. I missed era. that uh, <laughs> fix up portion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I won't have no CDs anymore. So. Oh, wow. Oh, well. All right. It's all right. Well, goodbye, CDs. It was fun while it lasted. PCDs. PCs and CDs. PCs and CDs. All right, we're going to move on, and but not really move on because we're still talking about music and albums and also appropriation, which somehow slides back into Justin Timberlake's pocket. So, um, <laughs> did he have a song about his pocket? No, it was a dick in a box. Sorry, moving on. That was an internal monologue that just went down. Anyway, so we had Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon after the Super Bowl performance that um, some people cared and some people didn't care about. They decided to do a little skit on The Tonight Show called Songversation. And basically in the skit, they do a conversation entirely through song. So apparently this this isn't the first time they've done this. They've done it before. And some people found it hilarious and great and funny, but somebody was watching The Tonight Show this time <laughs> for the first time apparently in quite some time and discovered, hold up, did they just say songversation? That's my sh- And her name is India Ari. So for those of y'all that don't know, India Ari had an album called Songversation in 2013. And she has done all of her touring around that since then and called it Songversation. And essentially it's... A similar concept, I mean, but, you know, she wasn't so offended by the fact that it was a skit, that they were having a conversation through song. She was more offended by the fact that they used the word songversation because she said, that's my-ish, and you need to put some respect on my Did she copyright the word, like Beyonce right. So that's what I was wondering. I was like, you're really mad. I didn't see like, anything about her copywriting, but I don't know. She hasn't copyrighted it, I'm going to guess. And, but she just felt like it was disrespectful and another incident of appropriation. The fact that you sat through the entire video and watched it, because I tried to, and it was horrible. 
hor- it was not funny at all. Oh, this good. It, they don't literally sing the whole song. Like I they like talk to like, hey, you're drinking coffee out of there. Drinking coffee, coffee, yeah, yeah. They just like, think they're funny because they're that a is, friend. That just made me really anxious. No, <laughs> <laughs> I just got really nervous. No, the entire thing. It's like you remember Sesame Street? Those little aliens that be like, baby, baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's what they did. Literally, what okay. It was like I think they just are old. Like they've been friends and like they were like cool guys. And now it's like, shut up, we don't care anymore. No, it's literally like a little kid walking on you know new dad and his friend. And I feel like they got their own little personal jokes between the two well, that, keep that it nobody else y'all. gets it. Yeah. Okay, well, do you think India has a claim on the song Versation? Because it's a very she, special she word. Doesn't no, a, she, she doesn't have a copyright, I mean. What about know, a moral claim? No. no. Everybody mean, in the building saying no. No offense. <laughs> but like, is she making any music? Like, where, where, oh, where is she? Hell, I didn't know she had a 2013 album. Me? That's what I'm saying. Can I get some... Uh, I was not that big of a fan of India already, so... Really? Her first album was... Mine. I love brown skin, you know... I the the I message of I am not my hair that resonated. Album. That's what everybody's like. There was like With that phase and all of them. You know, I was just like, I'm not like. Uh, you had your little head wrap. It didn't quite work for me. Your little chocolate yeah. brother. I was with more you of somewhere. a Erica Badu person yeah. during those years. Yeah, okay. I wasn't India Ari, and some people are shocked, but I also wasn't much for Jill Scott, though I respected what she really? did. I just wasn't a super fan. But this isn't about me. This is about India Ari. So, I guess it's a consensus in here that nobody thinks it. What you think? Conversation. Uh, I think sometimes we have to kind of catch on to a wave when we can and because songversation is the thing it's like kind of bring your name back up into topics right. I guess because this album was what 2013 yeah. yeah so it can be personal to you she have every right to that but not to let the whole world know especially right. to say yeah. I'm offended like that's not really like that shouldn't lead the 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 stable, like we're right. being offended. Yeah. I feel that. Why she didn't tweet like, "Oh my God, were y'all inspired by my conversation album?" Y'all right, need like to go pop that. Like, right. girl, that's turn it positive because yeah. sales. Where does yeah. the appropriation part? Like, that's where I'm kind of like. I it's mean, almost I like in the end, they just mad because everybody mad at Justin. Period. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, can, yeah, he, yeah. Blackface just mad at Justin. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't mess with Janet. <laughs> But, like, even after that, then he went off, and everybody was like, they thought he was one of the cool dudes, and then he married a boring white girl, so everybody's just like, you really want to know? And then he looked like he was going to make a country album, and everybody's like, what? You right. going to use us for all this for this long? <laughs> so whether it's, you know, logical or not, black folks is mad at Justin, so yeah. apparently India was we just t- feeling We took the pass away. We was like, give me, give me that pass. Give me that pass. Because everybody gave him that pass when Justified came out, he was dancing with that brown girl in that video. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my God, and he like black girls too, yeah. And he, yeah. But we ain't ever seen him with one. Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl dad moves ain't helping. In the no, album. I didn't help him. Yeah. No. And a yeah. song in his album called like Back like in the Trump Woods supporter. or something like that. What's it yeah. called? No. Back, to the the Back to the Woods. First of all, whatever he started, yeah. that song he started with where he was like trying to do the future thing, I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This is making me uncomfortable. All right. Well, from one undesirable white man to another. <laughs> Here's our weekly Trump date. Okay. <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves? Oh, because God. whenever Courtney sends in Trump stuff, she puts in all caps. She does put in all caps. It's like, I just it's like you gotta pick the story. No, because I wanna hear how she's gonna talk <laughs> well, about because it. sometimes, you know, like it's been a year. We try to like pull it back and get it together. Let, try. The, let the brother try to do something. Something. But then every once in a while he really goes left and I just be like, What what what? For real? So I don't maybe nobody cares. But this week we learned that Trump had a moment of supreme inspiration and creativity while he was in Paris last year at Bastille Day celebration. Because over in Paris on Bastille Day, they like, you know, have their military out marching, doing a cool parade with some tanks. And like, it's like a big like show of how their military is strong and they care about their country. And it's all this like positive greatness. Well, some fly flew in little Trump's ear and Trump was like, you know what? 
a real good idea. I think we need to do that in America. I want y'all to go on and get all the tanks and all the servicemen, and we're going to have a big old parade with all our military stuff rolling down Pennsylvania Avenue. Now, upon first hearing this, the reason it's slightly troubling is because we've already had a lot of comparisons with Trump and Hitler. And for those of y'all that don't know your history, this is something that Hitler would do. Like the parades with all the soldiers and all of that, like it kind of rings a little bit. So you would think that he would like sort of think that maybe, I don't know if we really want to do that. And as a country, we've sort of made it not a thing to often show our military force in that type of way. It's more you know, walk softly, carry a big stick kind of attitude. Now, these parades aren't unprecedented. We've had, we had one after the Civil War. There was one after World War II. They also had one after um, the, the, the first Bush, after we, victory in Desert Storm, which technically wasn't a war, it was a conflict, but whatever. So it was the Gulf War, they had a parade, and it was good. But a lot of people are, like, pissed off because they're like, the one after um, the Gulf War that was, like, 93 cost $8 million dollars. It's 2018. They've got estimates all over the place for how much this um, parade is about to cost, ranging from 15 million upwards of 50 million dollars. So we don't know how much it's going to cost. But all I could think was, I'm a taxpayer. They just dropped our taxes supposedly for probably the next two or three years. I think is what it's going to work out to be, and then there's going to be like an upward swing. And all of these servicemen, because we've been fighting in Afghanistan and in Iraq and all over there for, what, 17 years now? Since 2001? Yeah. Okay. So the vets don't have health care because VA is effed up. They have PTSD. We have more homeless vets than we've had probably like in the history of this country. And you want to spend 20 plus million dollars on a parade to show what? And it kind of rolls back to one might wonder, what is he really trying to do? And what people are saying that sort of criticize this is that it's an amazing political play on his part because it basically feeds to the people that are saying he's sort of um, built his base based on, I'm patriotic, I care about this country. The elite coastal cities like LA and New York and those people, the elite, don't understand and respect what our country has done and the work that we've put in and blah, 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 blah. So he's only building a stronger argument for his base and those people that are sort of possibly a part of his base that he is actually super patriotic and cares about everything, even though they're not thinking about, yo, this is 20 plus million taxpayer dollars that you're about to just throw in the street and shit on. Right. And it's going to tear up Pennsylvania Avenue. (laughs) <laughs> right, because I mean, you're gonna true. roll some tanks down, like right. it's gonna tear up the street. Right. So then you gotta pay to fix then you that pay too. To fix that. So yeah. anyway, that was his big like show of, I don't know what you call it, like greatness. That's what he thinks it is. It's a good idea. It's like a my dick is bigger than your kind of thing. Essentially, that's what it looks like. It looks like a dick comparison, like he and which he was <laughs> known for even in the primaries when he was comparing his hand size to homeboy's hand size. So. Maybe somebody sees a positive in it. Do you guys see any positivity in it? Like signs, help. We gonna look. I'm gonna go Pierre. Oh, I, nah, Pierre I mean, be first on this one because I can't. You know, with the Trump, it's just yeah. I mean, for me, like it's not as it don't really get to me as much as it gets to everyone else. Uh, with him doing that, it's like we we for me, my thing is a couple things. It's the biggest reality show. Like we got a reality show person as a as a as a president. Yeah. yeah. So if you feed into it, it's like it's a live interactive reality show. It's just yeah. having to affect our lives. So I don't give it the energy because if we keep saying dog, 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 
then he had no choice but to be a dog. Yeah. And his character is already what it is by itself, so there's no need Absolutely. for me to chip in on it. Me personally, my personal opinion. That's one. And then uh, two, what it, makes, what it always makes me think of is how Trump can always make these executive decisions right away yeah. and it goes through. So it's go back to where's the Constitution. True. And if we don't have... If, we, if he's able to do that, then we have to figure out where the Constitution is. So is our Constitution still in America? Is it in the U.K.? Where, who owns the Constitution? Because it's supposed to be a procedure that he go through. Because even as a president, he's still supposed to have a boss. And if the bosses aren't stepping in and saying, hey, you're doing a bad job like most jobs in America, then somebody's agreeing with what he's doing. So, therefore, I have to just figure out how to keep my family in alignment and how to protect those and the ones that I can really get my hands on. So get, actually getting into the community to make a change. That's a good point. Well, real funny you say reality TV show because I don't know if y'all seen Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, the Omarosa stuff. Oh, today Omarosa and CNN Ross was Matthews, killing her today. When he was like, Ross Matthews was like, "Girl, why'd you do it?" And she was like, "You know, I just was trying to be that friend. Like you were gonna be the black girl that was gonna be like, you can't be doing this right. out here." She's like, "When I was telling him, that's when they started making me look like the crazy person." Yep. And then she got quiet and she said, "Be scared." It's gonna be bad. Yeah. Wow. And she was talking about how uncomfortable she was about the tweets. But that you are on national television right. saying all this. Right. Like you are joining. You are the circus. You, and then you literally were like, "I'm the same my circus. They aren't my monkeys." Like, girl, what are you saying? On? Well, that's part of the overall. Like he was saying, the reality TV of our world, which is what we are, and she's contributing to that. So, girl, you yeah. part of it. But you know, the funny thing is, we're gonna watch her. You know, we're gonna watch her and oh, see what sure she has to it's say. It's like watching "I Love New York" on Celebrity Big Brother. She's literally the same person. Like, I. I'm just gonna melt in a corner. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. I'm getting my passport, and it's such an embarrassing. Right. It's so embarrassing. I told you, moving to Canada, it's all good. Uh, well, you know, know, but see, that's what he wants everybody. He wants you elitists to say, "See, we don't care about America. Like, I'm gonna just leave and go." Blah blah. You have to be here for America and still fight for America. You're right about that. Yes, that feeds his message. You're right. Well, we'll just get him out of there pretty soon. Hopefully, we'll see. All right, enough about Trump. I know, it's so positive. Moving on, let's Moving bring on. the light. We're going to go to our ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Well, I find this story way more interesting than the Trump story. Um, Quincy Jones, uh, I'll say my former boss, I used to intern when he was a part of Vibe Magazine, and um, he has always been known for speaking his mind, and that has continued through the years, especially in the last week when he, well, he just got in trouble about two weeks last. ago for, no, it, was it was like last week, pretty yeah. much, yeah, where he did a story in GQ, yeah. and he talked about women and how he likes to date young women and how he has like a buzzer that goes off if the woman's too old, and women were upset by that statement. Yeah, he said old he, and fat. Old and fat is, is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney remembers it exactly. I know. I don't know. No, he had a much more creative way of saying it. Yeah, fat, but that's but what he was saying. He apologized. He apologized for it. So you know, you know, he was like, you know, he's eighty-four. You know, you say what you want to say. He's can lived say his life. He, wants. he can say whatever he wants. He's he's the cue. Well, he's continued that rant. Uh, he recently did a a story in Vulture.com, and he revealed a lot of tea. He did. I mean, I would just. I couldn't get enough of the article. I mean, I, I was at my computer like, yeah. I mean, it just I was just scrolling down like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. like, made me side eye Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah. I mean, you know, he is. He, let's see some of the things he said. He said uh, when he asked uh, what's something people don't understand about Michael Jackson, he revealed that Michael stole a lot of songs. 
Uh, he said Michael uh, just did plastic, justified his plastic surgery with the, with saying he had a disease, but Quincy said that's really BS. His daddy just fucked him up. He said his dad called him ugly, so that's the real problem. Michael believed that he was ugly. Uh, he said the Chicago mobster Sam uh, Giancana killed Kennedy. Um, he said the Beatles were the worst musicians in the world, couldn't play worth nothing. In fact, he hired musicians to play for Ringo Starr, I believe, uh, during a session just because they were playing so bad. Uh, he said he used to date Ivanka Trump. Um, he said that Trump is a, a limited, mentally challenged person and <laughs> narcissistic. Uh, he said Oprah should not run for president because she doesn't have the chops. Um, and one of the biggest reveals today that TMZ just kind of just took and ran with, and a lot of press did, was the fact that he revealed that Marlon Brando, the late Marlon Brando, and the late Marvin Gaye, and the late Richard Pryor, all slept with Mar- Marlon Brando. Those three all getting digged down, getting digged down. So um, yeah, uh, he said, uh, and and then and then Richard Pryor's widow actually went and co-signed and said <laughs> it was true yeah. that Richard Pryor had slept with Marlon Brando, and that um, they were saying that. Marlon Brando would have effed anything. He'd eff a mailbox if it was in front of him because of all the drugs and coke and fun things that were happening in the 70s. And, you know, it was a lot of uh, fluid love going around, I would say. And I'm sure some diseases and all that kind well, of... Well, yeah, that's, that's why the 80s went left, okay? Yeah, so, I mean, he, the, you can go to the article because there's a lot more. I'm just giving you the highlights. I mean, he definitely gave no Fs about what he was talking about and revealing I felt like I was reading Goosebumps, Choose Your Own Adventure. Like, I was in <laughs> Could, yeah. could you imagine what his eyes have seen, though? Oh, all yeah. those so years. much. Doing yeah. it on such a top level for yeah. so long. For like, so long. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Being I'm sure that was just surface story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. just basic, like, surface. Like, he's been doing stuff since the 40s in terms yeah. of entertainment and being in the entertainment world. So I, whatever. But some people were offended and thought it was not okay that he speaks of these people who have passed on and can't sort of come back and say anything. I personally was like, that's his life experience, and yeah. that he could say whatever yeah. he wants. Right. I mean, that's a lot of times when we find out information after people yeah, pass, after people and, have that, and on, books yeah. are revealed and yeah. stories are revealed. So, yeah. I, listen, I'm I like, love Is Q. he writing a book right now? Like, is he coming out with something? Because this just was like. He has a special that's going to be, uh, that, that I know Oprah's hosting Oprah's some special. special. And then he has a Netflix, there's like a Netflix documentary oh, yeah. that they're oh, working on about thing, him. Oh, and he was talking, because a lot of them, he's advertising, what is it called? Quest? Or Quest, whatever the yeah. streaming, it's a streaming service a streaming for service. music yeah. that he's going to, but, but I mean, hey. I, I, honestly, knowing him, and I have known him for a while, I, I think that he, he, he just doesn't really. I don't think it's necessarily for publicity. I think he just doesn't He's, care. He he is like I'm yeah. eighty, about to be eighty five yeah. years old in March. You want to know something? And exactly. Come it's not like he was just like, "Here's all the tea, honey." Right. The, the interviewer was like, "So, it, yeah. what about Bill Cosby?" Yeah. And, and there's a lot this? of right. There's a lot <laughs> of stuff he this? wouldn't talk about. Yeah. He wouldn't talk about the Clintons. He said that they hold some secret that he wouldn't reveal. Um, and he said that's what's caused him so many problems and probably why Hillary didn't win the election. And then he also did not really talk about Bill Cosby yeah, when asked about, about him. Bill, he, so. kept, he said he didn't want to talk about that. So. Yeah. My thing is, like, if you know some tea about them and you're not revealing it, what's that tea? That's the tea yeah, I really want to know. I think it's a code of ethics, too, though. Yeah. Like, you True. know what I'm saying? Like, at, at some point, like, we all walk around and we hold each other. Because that's my brother. So, Bill Cosby, Qu- Quincy Jones, it was an era where it was probably just them, too. Yeah. Right. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, they probably been through some crazy stuff together. Probably. He's like, you know, Cos, I got you, man. Yeah. Well, that's what sort of surprised me about him talking about Michael Jackson, though, because Michael was like, I mean, that's that. We know Michael Jackson because of Quincy Jones. And, well, not because of that but they were like 
perfect yin and yang, you know? So Yeah, but someone's going to come on and say the same thing about Beyonce one day. Yeah. And they'll be like, she was not. Those are photos of her right in. Those are, like, <laughs> but, even, but even in that, like, he didn't totally attack Michael. He was just saying, like, these beats weren't just originally yeah. miraculous out of his head. Like, he spun around and changed some stuff and didn't give people credit where credit was due. But mm-hmm. it's not that he was saying Michael did not achieve amazingness. Yeah. Right. True. So yeah. I don't think he came from that hard. But the he had no bit of Lego. I was like, ooh, is that old granddaddy talking when right. you be like, I'm sick? No, you right. ain't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, that's what I was saying. Your daddy said you ugly. You know what it is. Your daddy yeah, called yeah, you yeah, ugly. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> like, the skin color thing, like, how did that work? Was it bleach? Because usually when they bleach, it turns gray. So maybe it was for the Lego. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Poor mm. Michael. Poor Michael. Mm. All right. Well, Q, keep talking because I'm going to keep reading. So. <laughs> I know. I'm like, more interviews, more interviews. More interviews, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of bleached skin. Speaking of bleached skin, uh, Black Twitter went ham once again. And this time it was over something that was on the Today Show. Uh, apparently, there was a revealing of uh, uh, a Nefertiti. Um, and um, Black Twitter was kind of upset by the image of what Nefertiti looked like. We know her as the Egyptian god, which we would have we would think or know that she has darker complected skin. Um, well, apparently not from Josh uh, Gates, who was there promoting his new special on Egypt on the Egyptian Queen, and uh, he was really excited to show off his new sculpture face of uh, Nefertiti. And we have a little clip here and watch um, Hoda's face because uh, Hoda's Egyptian. She's Egyptian, and she looks like she had a little side eye moment for a second. On. This was a three D image of the mummy's. Um head was done. Uh-huh. It was then given to a forensics team and an incredible world-class reconstruction artist, so this is very accurate. All right, here it comes. We're going to have ready? a big reveal. I'm ready. Here we're we go. One, two, three. Okay. <gasps> and wow. there she is. Nefertiti's a white woman. Who wow, knew? Intense. Would you say Barbara Nefertiti? <laughs> that's Barbara, like Barbara Nefertiti. Nefertiti. Barbara Streisand yeah. is going to be playing the new role of Queen Nefertiti. Like, wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't really. He said that it was based off of um, DNA remains. That's how he created this. So. Okay. Here's what I will give them. This. Okay. I used to work at Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, and it's just something about. This light skin complexion that they just can never get it right. Like they all look like like Beyonce, J Lo. Like they all look exactly like this. So I don't know if it's like a tone that they just can't in- inject into the wax or whatnot. Because it's either like it comes out dark or pale white or this. But I just don't see how you molded a skull and came up with these features. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, more than the. Skin tone, because how dark she really was is questionable. questionable, Like, fine, let's debate it. But, like, there was argument about the cheekbones and. The, even the eye color they She looked like somebody substitute teacher. Like, she just looks like, what's that girl named? Rachel Dolezal. She oh. does-ish. She looks like Rachel If Rachel yeah. dressed like Nefertiti, I would give you that. And yeah. Rachel was in blackface. So. She looked like the woman from Law & Order SVU. Yeah, the original Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> that's what she looked Linda like. Linda Carter? Oh God, yes. Yeah, that's what she looked like. So, she does kind of. <laughs> she does. There's something yeah. a little too European about her face. Yeah. Like, beyond the skin color. For him to be like, it's an exact replica. Like, this is 100%. Yeah. You have the two, that's wh- how you know the two white cheap. people unveiling <laughs> yeah. it. Right. I feel like that yeah. should have been checked before he, uh, you know. I mean, um, but they wanted, like, a miraculous surprise on TV. And yeah. maybe they did it on purpose. So, like, people would, like, talk about it and watch the Today Show. Like, I mean, yeah. maybe. Yeah, but who going to watch that documentary? Because now I'm going to feel like, do you really know your facts? Right. Yeah. Like, what remains did you take? Did you mix up some remains on accident? <laughs> right. Know. Did you dig up G's? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> right. Whose remains did you pull up? But she's got good highlighter under her eyes. No, like the makeup. Yeah, the makeup is all right. Yeah, yeah she, was a, she was a great <laughs> yeah. makeup artist for herself back in that time. <laughs> the, Egypt, the Egyptian <laughs> gaze were on point. <laughs> she she <laughs> had skills. They crushed. beat her face down, honey. <laughs> They beat her face down. <laughs> they beat her face real well. <laughs> they beat her face well. All right, well, <laughs> that concludes the hot topics today. Now, we're going to talk to our boy, Pierre Johnson. Now, you're hosting a show and producing a show, Men Do Talk. Yes. Tell us about this. So, Men Do Talk is a men's panel, a men's panel where we discuss topics that people don't think we normally talk about. So, the first episode is Why Wait Till Marriage to Have Sex. Then we go into fatherhood. Then we go into interracial dating. We go into child support. We go into all these different topics that have tend to break men down that we still are looking to heal from. And we're just having that those discussions now. We finally let the camera in the room, and we just flat out being transparent. So uh, we launching it on YouTube, Facebook, so there's no hindrances. We not have to chase no networks down. Our wings aren't clipped. And we just going in. So it's just time. Like, you know, it's, it's time for us to speak our truth, uh, to share our truth, more importantly. Uh, not looking to to force our beliefs on anyone, yeah. but just to let our perspectives be known. And if it helps someone, then we just keep it going from there. And then is, is the roundtable change each time, yeah. or is it or is it the yeah. same? The panel changes okay. every episode. Okay. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it's pretty cool. So it's... Uh, I used to be over the men's ministry at our church for two years, oh, okay. and I dealt with topics for men from 13 up to like 80 years, like 80 year olds, and it was like so much pressure, and just to actually make decisions for people's lives. Like I was really making decisions about people's kids and certain people coming out of prison and all wow. these different things, and I've never experienced anything like that. But it was to like, how do we take this outside the walls to help on a mass level? Because if you're gonna handle that much stress. Like, you might as well go and do it to where it helped the masses at the exact same time. So that's the idea and the reasoning behind Men Do Talk. As you say, like, society has a warped view of what the man is supposed to be. Absolutely. I think we have a warped view of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that goes back to America and a lot of different things. If we look internally, we'll see the problem. But when you see the problem, are you bold enough to face it? Mm -hmm. And it was just by the grace of God that I one day looked in the mirror and I talked to myself and I had the courage to stand there and answer my questions without turning my eyes. And I would speak to somebody. I was speaking to myself as if I was speaking to someone that I knew everything about him and I was just fed up with this stuff. And I had that talk. If you say you love your mother, sister, and daughter the way you love them, then why are you doing these certain things to other people, mother, sister, and daughter? And I had to be a man about it and make my decision. Don't mean that I stopped cold turkey, but I had to do the work to come away from all those relationships that was bringing me down. Yeah. And, you know, so that's pretty much some of the things that we discuss on, on, the, on the show. And it's just, like I said, it's just time. And then is there a, a, like a, a question that you always typically get or have gotten throughout the years that, have, that you feel like, man, I'm a, I want to make sure I answer this for people? Uh, for myself, it was it because was, I was known before like the transition of my life and before I answered the call and everything. Uh, I was known for the club guy. I had all the women. I was like athletes. So when they come in town, they call me. Uh, even the industry started like if you bring some girls around with blah 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 so that's when I started recognizing like hold on that's like a pimp so that wasn't where I was looking for my life to go especially with a at that time a 12 year old daughter and yeah. looking to get married like you know thank God so what I what I was asked all the time was how did you stop having sex and how did you get away from it so 
go back again to answering those questions. I remember one day we was in the club, and somebody said, well, if you if you were in the club all the time, you don't have no business. And I'm like, I'm here every day. Like, I'm turning the lights on. I'm, I know the DJs. I know this. <laughs> right. I know, I know how many contacts they got in their phone. Like, I'm in the club all the time. So I'm like, all right, let me slow down a little bit. So then when we, I start, like, having sex with all these different girls every night, and it's like, the face is changing, but I don't feel nothing. So I ride in the car, and I ask my friends, like, yo, you feel something when, when you do this? And everybody like, yeah, yeah, I feel this. And I'm like, all right, well, it must just be me. So I just thought, like, man, I know I can have fun without touching women every single night. So I just had to go through the process. Like, I'm going to get myself away from everything. Of course, you had that one or two last relationships that just make you over it. And after I had that last encounter with my last two girlfriends, I was like, I'm done. And from there, I was like, I'm going to do 10 days without having sex. And I made it to day five, and then I had to start over. Then I ended up going to day 10. I'm like, yo, I've never heard the word no before come from the inside of me or telling myself no. And from there, like, I just had to go through my pookie stage of landing the bed and just literally crying real tears of not picking up the phone. And it eventually went to, like, 20 days, and I started over, went to 40 days, started over. Then eventually I made it to six months. And it took, like, two years to get a hang of it. But when I got a hang of it, I went three years with nothing, like, not playing with nobody on the phone, not doing anything. Like, I was just so in love with learning who I am to where I just stopped being used in different ways because people knew who I was. So you go through a, per- a period where you're like, oh, he just playing. But then when they start seeing the walk and my words change and me actually doing the things like feeding the homeless now and going with the kids, and they like catching a, a, a glimpse of what's really going on. And for three years until I met my wife, like it was just, it was a, it was a beautiful experience because I finally had the power to say no and yeah. not give myself away. Like, Brother, you just got deep up in here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. the one so, to find oneself is, is, is the deep. best thing ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are always searching for that. You yeah. Know? It's the, the, the hardest thing that we have is to tell ourselves no. Like, even right now, if you, like, you telling yourself no about the restaurant, like, that's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But the victory of <laughs> it is being accomplished, you know, that's reaching true. the goal that you set for yourself. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just, I found out what relationships are really for. Like, because if, if I see a young lady and I go right to have sex with her, what if she was the person I've been praying for, just hoping for to start a business with, but I already contaminated the relationship. So if mm-hmm. I'm not going to be with her, then I don't even, I'm not going to get to that business at that right. moment. Yeah. So I have yeah. to, I had to learn how to have self-control because I'm asking for money. Yeah. I'm asking for influence. I'm asking for responsibility. So with those things, like you have to be empowered because of the simple fact when you looking for such a, a large responsibility, because that's all we praying for. Like, somebody said, I want this show. Somebody said, I want this house. I want this car. That's a responsibility. You have to know how to maintain it. What kind of person are you going to be when you get it to maintain it? I didn't get into this to be stressed out. So, you know, so I'm just... That. You know, yeah. yeah, and then also you have uh, the Peggy Beatrice Foundation. Yeah, tell us about that. So that's a, a nonprofit I started in honor of both of my grandmothers. My grandmother Peggy, she died from breast cancer. My grandmother uh, Beatrice, she passed away from cirrhosis of the liver. One was a smoker, one was a drinker, and we feed the homeless for the last three and a half, four years. We've been making burgers. I made two hundred burgers on the grill every Tuesday, uh, but the last six months we've had corporate sponsors with Pizza Hut. Uh, L.A. Kitchen, Noah's Bagels, uh, KFC, and the Yard House. So they donate the food every Tuesday for the last four months now. So we do that. We have an elementary school. We've adopted 118th Street down in Watts Elementary School. We also have a women's transitional home, uh, 30 Alexandria. So we just do programs throughout the year. 
So uh, my prayer was always for my own society, and I just went to the people that nobody wanted, which is the homeless. Uh, you know, you got domestically abused. You have, you know, like some kids because the the home the the elementary that we go to is thirty to forty homeless families in the school. Mm. So, you know, like you go and you just build, use your relationships, because a lot of times we can help people. Well, for me, in my case, I'm helping a lot of athletes, I'm helping a lot of people, but they get help since they've been 10 years old because they're elite at what they do. So they don't even understand the difference in your help. Right. So I had to find my people where hmm. my help matter, and that's where the foundation came about, and that's mm. where the people that I serve came about. Damn. I mean, wow. I need to be doing, <laughs> we just had this conversation like yeah. a week ago, I need to be doing more, more, more things, there's you know, and, and, and there's yeah. always so that's why like yourself. I yeah. applaud you, brother, for yeah. doing it. Thank man. you. Sure. you know? Thank you. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And where can fans find like more information on your program that you're doing or if they want to get involved, maybe volunteering or okay. anything, how can they find so out? So the foundation is Peggy Beard's foundation on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, my personal uh, hashtag, no, no, no. My personal IG is I am Pierre Johnson, and my Facebook is the same I am Pierre Johnson. Okay. For the talk show, is hash is at Men Do Talk Show. And what it's it's on, on which set, which and it, you can find it every which, which how often are episodes? Uh, we're going to do them every two weeks. Every two every weeks. So we okay. start March fourth. We go back into production March fourth. The pilot episode is up now, and it's Men Do Talk pilot episode. Okay. That's on YouTube right now. Check it out, y'all. Men do talk. Men yeah. do talk. Check it out. I feel like it's going to be some really good information that you're going to be able to get from that. Good conversation. Thank you. That. Courtney, yeah. where can fans find you and your yellow? I'm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to have me saying something I'm supposed to say. Hello. <laughs> you can find me all over the social medias at Stuart Starlet. <laughs> Jesse. And we're at DJ Jesse Jake. And you can find me at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, we will see you next week. Peace out. Check out his show. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners.